This has been a difficult couple of weeks for our country and our city, for all of us whose hearts are breaking in the aftermath of the killing of George Floyd. And the raw racism and anger revealed among us and within us is deeply disturbing. A festering wound in our society that those with privilege could ignore or deny has been exposed for all to see. The scab has been ripped off and there is no more denying it, no more ignoring it. Will we listen this time? Will we act this time? Shall we acknowledge the wound, accept our responsibility, cleanse the infection that is killing people of color and killing us, repent of the sin of racism, seek forgiveness, and move together toward reconciliation and justice? Or will we pretend that this is not our responsibility, pretend that there is no blood on our hands, pretend that we are not slowly dying with every person of color who is dying? When I look at your heavens, the psalmist asks, the work of your hands, the moon and the stars that you have put into place. What are we that you should be mindful of us? What are we that you should know that we exist or even care that we exist? You have made us, he says, a little bit lower than gods, a little bit lower than angels. You have entrusted to us the work of your hands you have put all things under our feet. We have neglected what you have given us. We have broken what you have entrusted to us. Why do you still think of us? Why do you still believe in us? Why do you still come looking for us? What are we that you should be mindful of us? What are we? that you still care for us. Psalm 8 is a psalm spoken in head-shaking wonder, all the more so now. In another psalm, Psalm 146, are these words, the Lord lifts up those who are bowed down, those whose help is the God of Jacob. But he brings to nothing the power of princes. When their breath departs, they return to the earth and all their plans perish. In the words of Psalm 7, their mischief returns upon their own heads. Given the mess we have made of things, O oh God, who are we that you are still mindful of us? You remember how we were made, that we are dust, but you also remember that we were made to be not what we have become. You remember that we were created in your image, created for love, mercy, and justice. What are we, O oh God, that you should remember us? Abraham Joshua Heschel says that faith begins with a sense of awe, what he calls radical amazement. When you look at life with radical amazement, Nothing is taken for granted, he says. Everything is incredible. Psalm 8 
is a psalm of radical amazement. It is when we lose jaw-dropping wonder, when we begin to believe that our life belongs to us, forgetting that our being itself is improbable, that we begin to make gods of ourselves and demean and degrade and deny the image of God in others. Systematic racism can only happen when we lose the radical amazement that sees all human life as precious, a cause for wonder. And we see people not as a threat, but as a gift, not as objects, but as subjects created in the image of God. Psalm 8 is a psalm of dominion, reminding us of the precious gift that has been entrusted to us. The psalm frames our reading of Genesis, the big story of a God who imagines something out of nothing, who imagines the beginning of all things. Most translations of Genesis 1 read in the past tense. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But another reading of the Hebrew is, when God began to create the heavens and the earth. God is still creating, still imagining. Listening to this story, we hear over and over again the same refrain. God looked at what was made and saw that it was good. God sets the stars in motion out of a formless void. God's spirit moves over the waters, over chaos. Darkness covers the face of the deep. There God works. Genesis isn't science. Genesis isn't history. Genesis is poetry, existential poetry. Out of nothing, out of an existential void comes something. Out of chaos comes order. Chaos pulls things apart. Chaos is terrifying. It is in the midst of chaos that God pulls all things together, holds all things together. That's the story, and it is good. In Genesis 1.26, after all the hard work has been done, human beings are given it all. In verse 33, not only is what God has made good, it is very good. But when we look around us these days, things are not very good. And when we ask, what are human beings that you are mindful of them? It has a very different context. Much of human history is the story of the denial of the image of God or the annihilation of the image of God in others. So for Christians, the story of creation becomes the story of recreation, where God in Jesus Christ restores and reconsecrates the defiled image of God in us by taking on our flesh and bones and blood in the incarnation. What are we, O God, that you are mindful of us, that you put on our broken humanity, that you come looking for us and in Christ recreate us in your image? What are we, O God, that you should remember us, 
forgive us. Take us with you to the cross. Take us through death itself. And in so doing, raise us from the hell we so often choose for ourselves. What are we, O God, that you are mindful of us, that you come looking for us? We who were created to be a little beneath the angels, but more often than not, choose known hells for unknown heavens. It is because you remember who we are and who we were created to be. Have mercy on us, O Lord. In our broken lives, things come apart. But as Paul reminds us in Colossians 1.17, in Christ all things hold together. For this, O God, we pray, bring us together. And as we come to the table, we pray that we might, with Christ, be taken, blessed, broken, and given to a world torn by racism. Receiving you, may we receive others. What are we, O God, that you are mindful of us? We are your people, created and recreated in your image, that in us and through you, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, and Comforter, the chaos will at long last end. Amen.